Welcome to Easy Money. I'm Jill, the money coach. I know what it's like to push through, to white knuckle it, to put in the time and get no results. I know what it's like to wonder what's the right way and to constantly worry about doing it all wrong. I've learned a whole lot from doing things the hard way. That's why I help coaches go from doing everything the hard way to making money easy. You want to create your dream life and dream business that's all about being free to do what you want, spend what you want, and build the future you want and do it all with ease? In this podcast, I bring you simple strategies for success for your business that make money easy. So it's time for easy money. Are you ready? Well then, let's go! Oh, hello and welcome to episode three of Easy Money. I am so glad that it's March. <laughs> Here in Nashville, it's finally starting to warm up. Our winters are kind of hit or miss, where some winters it's really, really cold. We get, you know, snow and ice periodically, not a ton but uh, sometimes more than others. Other winters, it's really mild and we don't get hardly any snow or ice. So this winter has been cold and I'm so glad that this week is warm, warmer and sunnier because I was definitely ready for some fun. When I got my nails done the last time, I got this bright pink color <laughs> because I was like, I just want something cheerful. And so it's just, I love the sunshine and the nice weather. I love spring and I love fall. Um, summer, not so much. I don't like the humidity. I know I probably should live out west somewhere like Arizona or somewhere where there's not a lot of humidity. But here I am. I love Nashville, so I'm glad to be here. But I have three questions for you today because today we're talking about what are you paying for? And so I have three questions to get you started. So if you're listening to this and you're, you have a pen and pencil, pen or pencil and a piece of paper handy, here's the questions that I want you to take to your journal or to contemplate later after you listen to this episode. Um, but you can kind of start to think about them here. The first question I have for you is, do you budget your money? And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. The second question is, do you know how much money you have? And the third question is, do you know where your money goes? And so that's what I'm going to be talking about today. And I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode because it's going to really show you what you're avoiding, which is typical with people with money mindset um, limitations, with a limiting money mindset, is they avoid money, they don't have a good relationship with money, or they have some limiting beliefs about money that they don't even recognize because they're not um, connecting with you know, where they are with their money. And so the first question that I asked you was, uh, do you budget your money? So I had a client 
that was so resistant to the budgeting conversation. Now, I don't spend a lot of time in my program, and for some clients, I don't really spend any time on budgeting. But for the clients that this does make sense for, I have two general ways that they usually respond to this budgeting question. Either they completely resist budgeting. I mean, with like every fiber in their being. I even had this one client, she was like, oh my gosh, when you told me that my assignment was to budget, she said, I just wanted to cry. (laughs) I did, that was like the thing that I feared the most of going and hiring a money coach was that you were going to make me budget. Now, Just to be clear, I don't make you do anything if you hire me as your coach, (laughs) just to be clear about that. But I think it does make sense in certain situations. And so she was one person that I had asked, you know, I really want you to try budgeting or they resist, um, with every fiber of their being, changing their budget. They think, oh, my budget is, you know, I've maximized my budget. I have fully maximized my budget. I can't squeeze another dime out of it, which of course I have proven plenty of people wrong about that too, which were they, they were delighted to be wrong about that, right? Because what that meant for them was that they had more money than they initially imagined that they had. They thought they had maxed out their budget. And it turns out they did have some breathing room. They did have some flexibility in their budget to do some of the things that they wanted to do or to save for some of the things that they wanted to acquire. Whether it was a business or whether it was a home or a new car or whatever it was. Um, so those are usually the typical responses when we do talk about budgeting and a lot of people feel restricted by a budget, but this is how I like to think about it. Everything that you do, and this is budgeting for your business, budgeting for your personal finances, everything that you do in your business and everything that you do um, and that you decide not to do in your business and in your life for that matter, is a budgeting decision. Everything you do or don't do has a cost associated with it, whether it's a financial cost or some other cost has a cost associated with it. So you are paying for everything. And so that's why I'm talking about what are you paying for? Because a lot of times we don't even realize how we're paying for certain things, certain decisions, certain actions, certain um, inaction that happens in our business. We don't even realize what we're paying for things. And so that's why I wanted you to become aware of what are you paying for? So you are paying for everything, what you do and what you don't do. You're paying for everything in some way. So if you decide, this is just an example. If you decide not to invest in coaching, not, you know, you're deciding not to invest in hiring a coach, then you're paying in time without a coach. It will generally take you longer to figure it out, which is not a problem 
right? It just depends on what your goals are, depends on what you want for your life, for your business. And so time may be very flexible for you. You may have a situation where you're like, yeah, I just want to build my business in a way that feels comfortable and um, fun and just enjoyable and light and stuff like that. Um, I just want to build it in that way. So time is not really a concern to me. And so that could be a limiting belief or it could be that you're doing that on purpose. So either way is fine. Um, but it just will take you longer to figure it out. So you are paying in time. Now, I know that some people bristle a little bit at the whole shortcut idea, the whole concept of, oh, is it really a shortcut to hire a coach? And so I'm not going to really talk about, about that too much here, but they bristle at the idea that hiring a coach helps you shortcut the process of building what you want to build or get whatever you want to to get. But I do truly believe it is a shortcut. And I have found that in my experience, when I have hired a coach, it has been a shortcut for me. And it's been a shortcut in different ways, depending on the coach that I hired and that, you know, whatever I was going through, whatever they helped me with, it, it was a shortcut to wherever I was going at that time. And those that has varied throughout the life of my business. And like I said, I'm not going to get into this, that on this episode, but I did want to just quickly mention that, um, when you hire a, the right coach, they not only share their experience and bring that to your work together, but they also share their client's experience. So I have coached a lot of, co um, coaches, a lot of people around money mindset, and I've noticed the different patterns that show up in different people. And a lot of those are the same across pretty much all of my clients. And then some of those, there are a few nuances. And having that information, knowing how that shows up for different people with different mindsets and with different businesses and with different problems that they're trying to solve is extremely helpful to the rest of my clients because I can bring something that I learned from one client to the relationship with another client and I can teach them something from, you know, me learning that in that other situation. And I can apply it to their situation, which is something that I'm extremely good at. I'm extremely good at taking a concept and applying it to lots of other different situations. So, so not only do coaches share their own experience and what they've learned to, not only do they bring that to your work with them, but they also bring other clients experience. And both of those can save you a whole lot of time in getting where you want to go. It can help you get further faster. So, but back to my point is what I'm saying is that everything you do and everything you don't do, you're paying for. You're ultimately paying for everything. Not hiring a coach, not hiring a VA, whatever you don't want to spend the money on, you're paying for that decision with a different resource. A lot of times it is time, which by the way, most of you think you already don't have enough of. Just saying. <laughs> 
But everything you do or don't do in your business, you're paying for. The only question is, are you making those decisions on purpose and do those decisions support your purpose as well as your vision, your mission, and your goals? So the next question that I had for you was, do you know how much money you have? And many of my clients don't know how much they truly have. They may or may not have a general idea. Some have a good idea, but not a complete picture. Others have almost no idea how much money they have. I had a client one time I asked her, you know, how much do you have in savings? How much do you have in your checking account? How much do you have invested? How much do you have in your 401k? How much is your house worth? How much do you owe on it? A lot of those things, a lot of those questions I asked, they didn't have a, a sense of, they didn't know the answers to those. And so I think it's really helpful just to have a general idea. I mean, you don't have to, you don't, There's no reason you need to know at any given moment down to the penny what the answer is to that. But you should have a general idea, you know, is it in the hundreds? Is it in the thousands? Is it in the hundreds of thousands? Is it in the millions? Right? Because um, not knowing contributes to the feeling of not enough. Because if something is uncertain, your brain is automatically going to default to not enough right? Because that's the safest uh, way to for your brain to look at it. I don't have enough. I have to keep going and getting more. I have to keep striving. I have to keep working. I have to keep hustling. I have to keep getting more when you don't even know how much you truly have. So if you don't know, or if you don't know enough about your financial situation, then there's a simple fix for that. Just start gathering the information. Just start looking at your account statements. Start writing things down. Now, there is no deadline to this, so you don't have to be in a hurry, but you can just commit to working on it five minutes a day, three times a week, whatever works for you until you've put that thousand piece puzzle together and you know what that picture looks like that that puzzle is of, which is your financial picture. So another thing you can do is just to start tracking your net worth. So set a goal for your net worth each year. Now net worth sounds like this complex, scary thing to those of you who have never calculated your net worth, but it's really super simple. So you can write this down. To calculate your net worth, all you have to do is just write down everything you own, every thing that you own, O-W-N. And you can estimate, it doesn't have to be uh, perfect because some of these things that I'm gonna mention as examples, you're not gonna know the true value of. Now, your house, that's easy enough. You can look it up on Zillow or something similar and get a general sense of what it's worth today. But like your house, your furniture, Um, Your investments, that's easy enough. You just look at your last investment statement, Um, stocks, bonds, savings. You just look at your bank statements, uh, 
you know, what you have in checking, what you have in savings. 401k, just look at your statement. Your car that you can estimate, um, you can look that up on like Kelly Blue Book or something like that just to get an estimate. Your wedding ring, you should have that insured anyway. So you should have an estimated value on your insurance policy, everything you own. And so estimate the value in total, all those up, just list everything on a sheet of paper, in a spreadsheet, wherever you want to put that, and then put a value beside each one and then total up what all of those things are worth and get your total assets. That's everything you own. And then like I said, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't, don't stress about it. It's, it's not that big a deal. Um, if you get, you know, the value of your couch wrong, because chances are you're never going to sell that for cash, but you know, in the event that you need to, it's good to know uh, what you have at your disposal. Okay. Then take the total, um, and then write down everything you owe, O-W-E, everything you owe. So that's going to be, what do you owe on your house? What do you owe on the balance of your car loan? Uh, how much credit card debt do you have? How much student loan debt do you have? Everything you owe, write that down and do the same thing. List everything out individually and then total everything up and get that total. And then take the total that you got from writing down everything you own and subtract um, from that the total of everything you owe. So everything you own, O-W-N, subtract everything you owe, O-W-E, and the result from that is your net worth. And so this is a good thing to track so that you can see and track your overall progress from year to year. That will give you a sense of winning when that number goes up and it's something you can evaluate when that number goes down, right? And, and to, look at that and assess that and decide on purpose how you want that to go. Because what you have on, in the bank or any single number, what you owe on your mortgage, what you have in your checking account, every, any single number that you might have written down on that list doesn't really give you an accurate picture of your financial position and your financial health. And there's a lot more that goes into financial health and I'll get into those things in other episodes. But it's good to, to know where you stand, how financially healthy you are, how much wealth you've accumulated, and a net worth calculation is a simple calculation to do, simple calculation to update each year um, so that you can start tracking your progress on that. And then, so that's figuring out how much you truly have. And then the third question is, do you know where your money goes? And so if you don't know, then you're probably paying for things that you don't value. And I'm not going to get into that a lot on this episode, but a way to do that is just to, is just to track what you're spending. And that's super simple. You can get a really simple budget app, um, every dollar.com has a free simple budget app. There's an upgrade to a paid version has a little bit more functionality, but just as a simple place to start, every dollar works fine just as a simple money tracker. And the, the thing I like about that, um, and we do ours a little bit differently because my husband is an accountant, so he, 
he likes things very detailed and uh, very, he likes to keep immaculate records, which I'm so thankful for because we had an audit on my first and second year in business. And so it was super helpful that he was that detail oriented because we, the audit was no trouble. We just provided all the records and nothing really ever came of it. So I was super happy that he is so detail oriented and keeps such great records. That's an aside, but but every dollar is just super simple where, you, you know, if you stop for gas, you get in the car, you enter the expense in the app, and then that tracks it easily. And so it's a, it's a really easy habit to get into um, as a way just to track and know where your money goes. And then you can look at that each month and say, you know, and you can use that for budgeting, of course, but you can say, you know, if I don't know where my money goes... Uh, Dave Ramsey has a, a, a saying for this, and I think he got this from somebody else. I, I've recently read it, um, and it was attributed to somebody else, but I heard it from Dave Ramsey. And if you don't know, um, if you don't know where your money is going, I'm going to get this totally wrong. Um, I'm drawing a blank at the top of my head right now. But if you don't know where your money is going, you wonder where it went. And that happens to so many of my clients. And so many people that I've talked to that are living paycheck to paycheck, this is the reason why. Because they don't know where their money is going. They're not deciding on purpose. Um, sort of like, I mean, my relationship with food is very similar. So like, I don't know what I eat, so I don't know what the problem is. Um, and I won't talk about that on this podcast either. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that in, in a completely different scenario. But all of these things, these three questions that I've asked you have to do with paying attention to what you want. And so I have a friend, um, Fred Jones, and so... He uh, helps people write books. He has amazing credentials. Um, and he is such a scholar of life. Um, he has just, oh, he has had so many rich um, experiences. He's such an amazing human. And I love um, collaborating with him because he has um, a pretty good mindset. And, but anyways, he says this thing, which I have, uh, which I think about all the time, the highest price you'll ever pay is attention to the wrong things. So let me repeat that. The highest price you'll ever pay is attention to the wrong things. And I love that quote from Fred Jones because he's absolutely right. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but you're paying a high price in your business by paying attention to the wrong things. And I'm going to elaborate on that because I've just talked about the things that you don't pay attention to that maybe you need to, right? Those three questions. But there's also a price you're paying by what you are paying attention to, right? And so what's the high price that you're paying? What I mean is, the high price you're paying is not building your business. Or if you're building your business, not building it as fast as you want to. Or if you're building it fast enough, but you're not building the type of business you want. It doesn't fit your lifestyle or it doesn't fit your personality or it doesn't fit what you truly value. 
right? It's not aligned with who you are or not building a business that supports the life you want. Maybe it doesn't, you know, maybe you're hustling too hard and it doesn't fit the kind of life you want to live. Or maybe it's not making the kind of money you want to bring in from it. Maybe it's not supporting the lifestyle that you want to live. Maybe you like nice things, but your business doesn't support nice things. So those are just a few examples of what I mean by you're paying a high price by paying attention to the wrong things. Now, some of the wrong things might include you're paying attention to what you're doing wrong. You're paying attention to what's not working. You're paying attention to what you don't have. So that could be time, that could be money, that could be energy, or you're paying attention to what you're not getting or what you don't have. Maybe that's clients, maybe that's consults, maybe that's engagement, maybe that's a successful launch. So all of these are examples of paying attention to the wrong things. And I'm not saying that you should never look at those things, but you shouldn't necessarily focus on them. So instead, the highest reward you'll ever experience comes from paying attention to the right things, to the things that bring you joy, to the things that make you feel engaged and make you feel like you're having a full, rich, rewarding experience in your business, in your life. Things that make you feel connected to your business, to your success, to your life, and to the life that you're supporting through your business, to the impact that you have. Things that make you feel successful. Paying attention to what you're doing right more than what you're doing wrong. So we can gain valuable insight. We can learn valuable lessons from glancing at those other things, from the things that aren't working, from the things that aren't going right. Um what isn't going well, what's going wrong, we can gain valuable information and data from those things, but those are things we should only be glancing at, not focusing on. So think about when you're driving, what should you be intently focused on? You should be focused on the road ahead of you. You should be focused on where you're going. You want to glance at those other things, of course. You'll want to glance in the rearview mirror. You'll want to glance over your shoulder to uh, check your blind spot. You'll want to glance to one side or to the other. You'll check your peripheral vision. That's what a good defensive driver does. But what would happen if you focused only or mostly on the rear view mirror or the side mirrors or your blind spot? You would crash. Sure you would, because eventually you would drift into the other lane, you would be a hazard to oncoming traffic, and you would eventually crash if you kept focusing on all those over other things. And it's no different in your business. So pay attention this week to what you're paying attention to. What are you focused on? Are you focused on the road ahead of you? Are you focused on where you're going? In other words, what you want? Or are you focused on what you don't want and where you've been or what you can't do anything about? Focusing on and paying attention to the right things pays off in your business and in your life. And paying attention to the right things makes money easier. So I'll see you next week. 
Love what you heard today? Well, there's more where that came from. Just head on over to joelthemoneycoach.com and get your free toolkit to solve any money problem. It's a super simple three-part approach to solving the hard problems in your business and making money easier. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. See you then.